Hi everyone, I'm Fatima Keshavarz and this is another episode of Radio Rumi. Well, this is a continuation of what we were talking about in the previous episode, which was about the restless lives that we sometimes live, that sense of anxiety, that sense that um, are we doing enough? Are we successful enough? Are we happy enough? And what is this life about? And what I pointed out in that episode was that even though we think this is a modern problem, that in fact it's something that Rumi is very aware of and he talks about it um, in many many different poems. So we ended that conversation without being able to read enough poems on the topic and I promised you that I will continue that conversation and read some more of Rumi's um, thoughts on that subject. Before we get there, let me just remind everyone that you can write to me in radiorumi at umd.edu. I'm a professor of Persian and a teacher of things poetic and mystical at the University of Maryland and it's my pleasure to be talking to you about the poetry of Jalaluddin Rumi. Okay, with that in mind, let me just give you a very, very um, brief introduction to what Rumi said about um, that anxiety, that sense of restlessness and what he offers as a solution which I refer to as the concept of bi which in Persian literally means to be free of yourself, to be um, in joy, a sense of joy. Maybe even joy is not quite strong enough for it. It's a kind of joy bordering on enchantment. Yeah, I think the word enchantment is probably a good, um, a good translation for bichodi to be enchanted. And what I want to say by way of uh, a brief introduction is that our scientific backgrounds, or the or the world, the science-based world that we live in, unfortunately, sometimes is oversimplified in our minds. So instead of being um, loyal to science, we sometimes become, we go after what is more scientism or a sense that anything that cannot be proven in a kind of laboratory situation is just not enough of a truth or valuable enough for us to think about or employ in our lives. In fact, a kind of um, artificial binary has been created between 
believing in God or being godless. As if these are the only two ways to look at the world. And in this way of kind of binary of godlessness or being obedient to God or believing in God, one view is that is the godless is view is seen as scientific and rational and and therefore reliable, whereas the other one would be kind of often equated to blind obedience, blind acceptance of the rules of religion, and so on and so forth. Now, Rumi, with his idea of bichodi, his idea of being enchanted, actually opens a window to a world which is much larger and much more complex than looking only at these two possibilities as two opposing ways of life. And I think this is not actually unknown or unfamiliar or strange to a lot of scientists either who view the, the, the life as a whole as a kind of radically emerging force which is uh, by no means totally predictable. That in fact there are many unprestated situations that when we look at the evolution of the of the life around us, that is very hard to calculate. And therefore, believing in a world which is just entailed in rules of physics, and one cannot imagine anything beyond that, is a way of limiting ourselves, our imaginations, and our feelings that prevents us from being enchanted, a force that we very much need in order to live a happy and healthy life, certainly as far as people like Rumi are concerned. So let's go back with that in mind and look at the concept of enchantment or self being free of the self in the poem that I read you very briefly on the, only the beginning of it in the previous episode. And it read like this, نفسی که با خودی یار چه خار آیدت و نفسی که بی خودی یار چه کار آیدت So the moment when you are enchanted, free of yourself, intoxicated, everything, even the most beloved person, does not play a life and death role in your life. You might, in fact, even ignore it or not be totally dependent on it. And when, when, you, when you get into that state of being free of a self that is judgmental and self-conscious and in need of proving itself all the time, then you don't need anything. You're kind of totally free. آن نفسی که با خودی خودت شکار پشی آن نفسی که بی خودی پیل شکار Now the moment that you are with yourself or controlled by yourself, imprisoned in yourself, if you like, it is as if a mosquito, a being as small as a mosquito, can haunt you. It's happened to many of us in moments of self-consciousness that anything, the slightest thing around us, 
could make us feel that we are inadequate, what we are doing is not right, and life is not really worth living even. One nafasi kebi khodi pil shikar And the moment that you can allow yourself to be enchanted, to open yourself to that world which still has mysteries for you, which is not totally calculated by all kinds of rules of physics or any other way to calculate. And please bear in mind that, you know, the idea here is not to put down science or to consider those calculations insignificant, but to see their limits, to see that as human beings, we have many tools, including the ability to be enchanted with the world. So, an nafasi ke ba khodi baste ya abre qossei, an nafasi ke bi khodi ma be kenar. Have you ever at night when there was a full moon or some, you know, moon visible and in any of its stages, stood somewhere in the quiet of the night and felt that you can actually reach out and touch the moon or that it could come down, that there is not that much of a distance between that beauty and that glow out there and you? Well, this line I just read, um, tries to explain it. آن نفسی که بی خودی نه سری آن نفسی که با خودی بسته ابر قصه The moment that you are with yourself, conscious of yourself, you are wrapped in the clouds of sadness, of قصه is really the opposite of being joyful and enchanted. آن نفسی که بی خودی محبکنه But that moment that you can allow yourself to be enchanted, to take in beauty and to enjoy it, moon comes down and sits with you. And then he takes it to a much more down-to-earth and simple interpersonal relationship with somebody you're very close and loving with. So the moment that again you become so aware of yourself, and this could be in the form of thinking too much of yourself. I mean, it could be thinking judgmental and critical of yourself, or it could be thinking that I am the best, I know everything, I, you know, I'm in control of everything. He sees that. Also, as Bahodi, as being imprisoned by the self. So, when you are in that state, your beloved cannot get close to you. It kind of moves away. And of course, you can see all of us have known either situations for ourselves or met somebody whose ego was so large that we felt that there's not a possibility of connecting with this person to actually reach. and connect with the real person behind that inflated sense of the self that was there. آن نفسی که با خودی یار کناره می کند So when you're in that state, your beloved even leaves you. There is no possibility of closeness. آن نفسی که بی خودی باده یار آوید 
but in the moments where you were open to enchantment, when you have freed yourself of yourself, the wine that the beloved has is brought to you or is served to you. And that wine could be love, could be simple earthly love, could be a spiritual connection with the beauty in the universe, with some sacred that you can feel connected to and feel enchanted with. آن نفسی که با خودی همچو خزان فسرده ای و نفسی که بی خودی دی چو بهار آیدد I'm sure you have experienced that that while the beauty outside matters very much how we feel inside about it shapes a lot of that beauty for us You could walk in a beautiful park and not really feel happy and enchanted by it Or you could be out on a very cold, freezing day or pouring rain, but if you're happy inside, it all sounds wonderful. It all feels like the world is dancing around you. So he uses the comparison with seasons to express that. He says the moment you are with yourself, you're bachot, um, you feel like the coldness of the autumn or the ending, the season of the autumn, which is... leading to the coldness of the winter. Um, but when you free yourself, a day of a wintry day could be like a spring day to you. And here we get to a very key point that he makes in the middle of this ghazal. And it's again a Rumi tradition that he doesn't rush into these gem-like points. We do live in a world in which speed is very important. We want instant gratification. We want to know. We want to know the answer. We want to know what's the best way to deal with something. But he keeps teaching us, no, you have to listen again and again and again. That's why I'm telling you something through three, four, five different images or tropes so that you hear them again and again. Now, he has told us, All of these examples, has given us all of these very tangible examples. Why or how when you are imprisoned by yourself, in control of yourself, things are not enchanting or fun or joyful for you. And here is the gem point, the gem-like point that he presents to us, the main, what, we, what in Persian we call the Shah Beit, the king of the verses in a poem. جمله بیقراریت از طلب قرار توست جمله بیقراریت از طلب قرار توست طالب بیقرار شو تا که قرار آیدت All your restlessness All your restlessness is that you want that rest too badly We have all seen this that somebody tries too hard for something Or if, if we just want something too badly, it makes it 10 times, 100 times harder to get it. So he says it's the same with restlessness. The more you're afraid of it, the more you want to get to that moment of full comfort and rest, the more restless, the more anxious you'll be about it. Go seek, seek in total restlessness. 
Seek in total restlessness so that you could become fully rested. So, another instance of giving a general idea about how in a daily practice, in just our ordinary way of life, we may be taking the wrong way, making the wrong decision. We're just all human beings. We can only learn by making these mistakes. We can only know by listening again and again. So he gives you, uses this opportunity to give us ways of doing that, ways of being ready to go for restlessness, in fact, that comes out of enchantment so that then we could forget about wanting so badly to get there. And again, the magic word here is love. And I know this is one of those concepts that it's been thrown around so much that sometimes one feels, does it really mean anything anymore? Yes. Rumi's answer is yes. The entire universe, as far as he's concerned, is animated with this force. This force that gives us the opportunity to go in the direction of enchantment, to live a life which isn't only run by rules and predictions and trying to calculate everything, but rather to take the beauty in, to enjoy it and to make it a part of life. So, it doesn't matter who or what or where, if you sincerely and deeply love someone, some artwork, some way of life, some spiritual force somewhere, look to it for reaching that state of feeling. says, my beloved is drunken now. Just look at her eyes. I'm saying her eyes, but Persian doesn't actually show whether the person we're talking about is a man or a woman. So it could be totally a beloved who's male, or a beloved who's female, or a beloved who's just divine and totally genderless. But the important point is, سرمست شد نگارم بنگر به نرگسانش مستانه شد حدیثش پیچیده شد زبانش Look, my beloved is drunk Look at her eyes Look what is she's talking about as like the enchanted people talking Even her tongue Even her way of speech is like people who actually the expression uses as پیچیده شد is rolling his his tongue is rolling in a way that the and that the drunk person speaks she sometimes falls this way sometimes falls that way this is the sign that the person is drunk چشمش بلای مستان ما را از اون مترسان من مستم و نترسم از چوب شهنگانش Her eyes is a calamity to the drunk people the enchanted people 
this is the calamity in a good sense because those eyes make them even more drunk so he says yes their eyes are a calamity to the drunk people but don't warn me don't make me afraid i'm drunk too and i am not afraid of the gods around her now this beloved is given a royal presence because it was the royal beings of the important people who had guards around them. But love is not afraid of them. So he reaches out to love. Oh love, look, look the king is drunk. Jump, jump in the middle. Hold them to her terraces, to her curls, and pull and embrace her. And of course, what gets each of us to any of those moments of enchantment are thoughts, are our imagination, our ability to see beauty and connect with it. So the next line reads, Andishai ka'ayat, Andishai ka'ayat der dil, so that thought that comes to me that speaks of the beloved I give my life for it and I give that thought all that I have in other words we have to seek ways of thinking that enable us to go in that direction. As far as Rumi is concerned, that could be anything. Music, dancing, the world dances all the time. We shouldn't sit on the margins and just watch. We should join the dance. A beautiful thought, the flowers out there, the spring. The spring is a sign that life comes back every year and blooms. And what is more enchanting than seeing how life comes back, how the earth that seemed frozen and cold becomes the place from which new life burgeons. So in other words, we have to live in a big party. That is, invite the guests over. Make the biggest, the happiest gathering that we can. Play music, dance. Live a life that is aware of enchantment and then be sure that the beloved will be among the guests. A khusha ruzi ke ma ma'shuq ra mehman kuni. A khusha ruzi ke ma ma'shuq ra mehman kuni. Dide az ruy negaurinash negaurestan kuni. I'm not really sure if there is any way to translate these words, but I'll do my best. What a day, what a day, what a beautiful day on which I invite the beloved as a guest to my house. Looking at her beautiful face, I create a garden all around me. Yes, I have felt the pain of separation. There is that pain in my heart. But the sun of her face 
The sun of her face is the cure for all that pain. And I'm turning the page here to read one of the most beautiful lines of this ghazal, the Shah Beit. Afdaw be rahmatash dar khawk ma datafdast. Zarrhaw ye khawk ra dar pish o raksan kuni. Zarrhaw ye khawk khud ra pish o raksan kuni. For this you have to imagine a scene in which you look at the sun, a column of sunlight, and you see all the dust particles in there dancing up in the air in the sun. That's an image that mystics use in Persian a lot to show how we are all attracted to the sun. We are small, but we are attracted to the beauty and the light of the sun, and there are many of us. So this line reads, آفتاب رحمتش در خاک ما دتافته است زرهای خاک خود را پیش او رخصان کنی زرهای تیره را در نور او روشن کنی چشمهای خیره را در روی او تابان کنی The sun of our kindness is shining upon our dust Let us have the dust particles of our being dance in that light. Let us brighten every particle, even the dark ones, in that sun. Let us open our eyes, even the eyes that cannot see, and bring sight to them in the glow of that beautiful face. It's very interesting that he ends this ghazal by saying, I've only told you half the story نیمه ای گفتیم و باقی نیم کاران بوبره یا برای روز پنهان نیمه را پنهان کنیم. I told you only half of my story. The other half I am going to keep for a day. We all need it very much. Looking forward to talking to you soon. Don't forget you can write to me at radiorumi at umd.edu Bomb and Sanamo, then, 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 then